God is good. Spent some time this morning just my routine coming here early to church and and uh, felt impressed that that salvation is is the greatest gift. It's the greatest gift. And how many have family and loved ones you want to want them to be in heaven, I'm sure you do. And, um, we're praying. I walk mention your names and your household. I believe God wants to save households. Amen? Entire families. Sons and daughters and grandsons, granddaughters, great-grandsons, on and on it goes. Extended families, cousins, Higher families coming to know Jesus. God will do it. He's for the family, man, for people. The greatest gift that you can give your family is, is just believe God. Just live a life. Just live your life for God. That's the greatest gift. We don't pretend to be perfect. We're perfect people serving a perfect God, amen? We get over it, so... We're not going to get in by our goodness. Amen? He's already paid the price. And so what? John's Gospel, I got a little echo. I don't know if it's coming out there. But John's Gospel, chapter 1, is our place today. And uh, just a simple beginning, that's the message. That's the title, beginning. And see, with God, there is no beginning. There's no end. With God, it's hard to wrap your mind and my mind around that truth. He's always been. It's, but, it, but it says in the beginning, when it says in the beginning here, it's in the beginning was such we could think of creation. We could, but I think this is referring to Jesus came to the earth. Reference. So we're looking here at verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Let's get that embedded in our hearts. In the beginning was the Word. So Jesus is the Word, right? He was with God, and the Word was God. He, he is God. So, when he came to the earth, as we know the incarnation story, the birth of Jesus on this earth, he remained God as he was in human flesh. Hard to imagine, hard to comprehend. But really it comes down to he, he was in the beginning with God. He was in the beginning of all with creation because the Spirit of God was moving over the waters. And then it says in one place, they said, us, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus was involved with creation. He is before all things, Colossians 1.17, he is before all things, and in him all things. In other words, if Jesus wasn't on the throne, if God the Father wasn't on the throne, if the Holy Spirit was, wasn't there, the whole universe would fall apart. 
The whole world could not exist. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. Now let's boil it down. What about your life? What things could fall apart without God? But with God, things can be held together. Amen? With God, things can hold together. With God, things can work together for good. With God, we can be able to go through the seasons of life that come and go. All things hold together. He is the very strength that we have need of. He is the very source of our being. He is, in fact, gives us the breath that we can breathe. It is God the Spirit that breathed into man, and he became man, breathed, took it out of dust or the earth, and breathed. His breath brought life. And so we talk about the beginning of where did it all start? It's a long time ago. But what is he doing now? He's still the same God. When God said, let there be light, he just simply spoke it. He spoke the earth and the world and the universe and all the planets and all into existence. He spoke it. Let me give you encouragement. Learn to speak God's word over your life and over your family's life. Learn to pray God's word. Use it practically. All the time, as you're going about your work and your business, proclaim God's goodness over yourself and over God's, your family and over, over your day. Proclaim God's favor on your life, on your children. Bless your family. As God wants to speak through you. God the Holy Spirit wants to speak through your voice. God the Holy Spirit wants to use your heart. He wants to use your situation to bring life and to bring out the best that is yet to come. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so we be careful how we speak with our tongue. We can bring blessing or we can bring curse. I know that we want to bless people. And when we speak the good things of God, when we believe in people, because the Spirit of God is able to even raise up from stones those who will praise him. If my people don't praise him, I'll, I'll, he, when he was coming into Jerusalem, he said, if they don't praise me, even the rocks, I'll call the rocks. I don't want a rock taking my place. How much, how much we can do so often is so limited. How much we can comprehend or understand. How short we fall, but yet God says, trust me, pray to me, seek me, put you in my life. Trust me, for I'm with you always. 
Isaiah we've talked about this morning. Isaiah was prophesied by the but God's word came to him. He didn't have even all of it yet, but he had a portion of it, and it was enough to keep us going and looking. We don't understand all the word. There are yet things yet God is going to explain to us, Deuteronomy 29, 29, right? It's a great theme verse. The secret things belong to God, but the things he's revealed, he's revealed to us belong to us. The things that we do know belong to us, and we hang on to them. We don't have to settle for the, we don't have to buy into the lies of the enemy. Right? Lie of the enemy when he says, you're not going to amount to anything. You're going to fail. He'll try to put fear on us. He'll try to put seeds of doubt. All kinds of things. He'll try just to go in the opposite direction of God. But God is involved in all things hold together. When we come to Jesus, it's merely the beginning. It's merely the starting place. It's merely the beginning of what is yet to come. There's so much more, and we read on. Verse 4, John 1. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. You see, wherever God goes, he makes it better. He brings life. He, br he brings light to where there's darkness. He brings hope where there is oppression. And the light shines in the darkness. How many have been outside lately? It gets dark right around 5 now or even before it's getting dark. It's dark sometimes. You kind of struggle a little bit. How many are honest? It'll struggle. And it don't feel kind of gloomy, you know. And I get my little night light on, you know, headlamp on, trying to find my way, you know. And, and the light shines in the darkness. How many know that uh, in order to keep your light bright, you got to keep the fresh batteries, fresh batteries, right? Them little double A things, triple A, whatever you may have. Fresh batteries. Well, guess what? The batteries grow weak, right? So there are spiritual lights. We've got to charge them up, don't we? We've got to keep on the charger. We've got to keep, keep going to the source. We've got to keep plugged in. We've got to be with Jesus. We've got to spend time in his presence. We've got to call on his name. We've got to talk to him. We've got to listen for what he's saying to us. The light shines in darkness. Now, verse 6 talked about a man, of John the Baptist exactly is talking about, the man came, the name was John. He was a forerunner of who Jesus. They were actually related. He came for a witness that he might bear witness of the light. Witness. He's going to be a witness. He's going to talk about one who is coming after him who he's not even. What did he say? Not even worthy. Something about his sandals. John the Baptist knew how to get out of the way. John the Baptist knew how to point people to the real truth, the real God. And John the Baptist understood it wasn't, wasn't him. He was a witness. And so as we also, when the God, the Holy Spirit, you become a witness. You become a, a light 
shining in darkness. Jesus talked about, let your light shine. Don't hide it under the bushel basket, right? We grew up on this song. I'm going to let it shine. Yeah, that song. Remember? Don't let Satan what? Blow it out. What is that about? What? Satan wants to discourage you. So your light will grow dim. So that it will not affect the world around you. But we understand. We realize where our strength is. And we keep going back to the source. It was Jesus. He was not the light, verse 8. He came that he might bear witness of the light. There was a true light which, co which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world and the world made, was made through. And look at that verse right He was in the world and the world was made through. There it is again. Jesus was involved with creation. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even as the rest. I want to talk a little a bit about salvation. Number one, God initiated salvation. This whole idea of salvation was God's idea. He was intentional. He was purposeful. While we were yet sinners, Romans talks that we were yet sinners, we were away from him, yet he, he reached down to us. Jesus came first to his own, meaning the tribe of Israel. He came to his own, but they didn't see him. They couldn't, most of them couldn't accept him. He has chosen us in him, Ephesians 1, 4, and 5, this is really a verse that I've, I've wrestled with this quite often. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world. In other words, salvation was not plan B. Salvation was in the heart of God before he, before he made the world, that we should be wholly blameless, The next verse, verse 5, In love he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will. God has adopted you. God has reached down to us and saw that we needed a Savior. That we will need one who is perfect, who will die for you and I. Because the penalty of sin is what? Death. And God initiated the plan of salvation. It was by the blood of Jesus that not only covered our sin like the Old Testament sacrifices the blood of bulls and goats and certain animals covered their sin, but the blood of Jesus what? takes away us, completely washes away all the guilt, all the shame, and makes us new, makes us what we ought to be in the eyes of the Lord. 
We become righteous through Jesus. Every one of us may have days where you don't feel that righteous. Hello? Come on. You don't feel that good. In fact, you may feel so unworthy. In fact, you may feel so, I don't know, fill in the blank, like just not good enough. The enemy will tell you that and lie to you. But the fact of the matter is we know we cannot be good enough, but the Lord stepped into our world knowing that we would not be able to be good enough, so he therefore becomes and becomes sin, as it says in Scripture. He knew no sin. That we might know the righteousness of God in him. That we might understand it is his power, his spirit that transforms. Salvation is something he did for us. Salvation is something Jesus has done for us. Our part is to simply receive him and believe. Recognize that I can't save myself. I cannot be good enough, but Jesus came, and I believe he is the Son of God, and I declare him as the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And you start to speak that truth in your heart. I have been bought with a price. I have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. There is nothing that can separate me from the love of God. Salvation has come. Christmas is all about salvation has come. The light has come. People that were in darkness, people that had no clue how they could be ever ready for heaven, but now can see and understand, oh, it's he, not me. It's about him, not about us. It's about what he's done, not what I can do but what he can do through us or you. What he's already done, he has initiated. His plans are always best. His plans are always the greatest. His plan and purpose for your life is most fulfilling. Every one of us will come to a day and understand, what have I done with my life? Or maybe look back, what have I really done? What is really going to matter? What is going to, you know, what is, the, what is the value? What's most important? Number one, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and strength. Second, love your neighbor as yourself. When that happens, life takes on a different purpose. Life begins to uh, become more satisfying. You become more understanding of why you're here, and for the short time that we're here, that we make the most of every day that he gives to us. And so when Jesus stepped out of heaven down to this earth, it was not plan B. It was in the plan. It was his purpose. It was his desire that all would be saved. So second, first, it was God's idea for salvation. And secondly, salvation is offered to all. Hallelujah. It is not just for the nation of Israel. Hallelujah. That we also, we have been grafted in. 
Other places, we, we read about the adoption thing. We, we read about, and we talked about in Sunday school this morning, it is a time of the Gentiles. What does that mean? All other peoples. And did you know that in the Bible, in the book of Revelation, it has a verse that describes this very thing, Revelation 7, 9. After these things I looked, John is seeing this revelation, a great multitude, a vision that he has. No one could count people as far as they could see and then beyond from every nation. All tribes and peoples and tongues standing before them. Every nation. Every nation. Every person. God is not willing that any should perish. Amen? That, that includes your family. That includes your neighbors. That includes the people you love the most. God doesn't want anyone to perish. God wants people to have a chance to receive him. No wonder it was one of the last statements that he said to his disciples, now I'm going to leave this place. I'm going back to heaven. But you're going to go into all the worlds. You're going to be my witnesses. You're going to proclaim the things of God. You're going to make disciples. That was his command. That was the, the, that was the mission. That is the purpose. You know, God will use your circumstances if you let him. God will use your personality. God will use your gifts as you allow Jesus to live through you to be a witness. I always get so scared from the youth group and the leaders say, we're going to go door to door witnessing. I'm going, wow. Right? You're looking at a shy kid here. You're looking at a kid who used to hide under the bed when people come to visit the house. Make sure it was safe to come out. There was that one guy, he's, he always stuck his finger out and he said, hey, he had that low voice, he'd go, hey, come here, and I just run. He wanted to, you know, just weird. Anyway, the goal is kind of, you know, strangers and talk may not be for you. Maybe not, God doesn't call everyone to preach from the pulpit, but God calls everyone to live for him and have a testimony. Everyone has a, a story. Everyone has a, a voice just to share with, with a loved one, just to share with a friend. Talk about values. Talk about, you know, a lot of ways there's a skill. There's a skill about it with the help of the Holy Spirit. There's a skill about knowing what to say and when not to say it. I mean, remember Brother St. John. He was our Minnesota District Superintendent for many years. He kind of talked like this. I thought he had a cold, but that was his normal voice. But he'd say stuff, he'd get up and talk to the pastors. He'd have, have portions of scripture that he would point out. I remember so well what he's talking about. You guys, sometimes we shine the light too bright. We irritate people. We put it right in their face. It's too much. But he was the kind of pastor. He was known as an outhouse pastor. 
what are you talking? He would go out of the church building. He had uh, specific days he'd be in the church and doing his thing, but then he had another day that he would go into his community and hang out. He'd go to the coffee shop. He'd go to the business people's. He'd go to the sports events. He'd show up. That's what he drilled into us. That's what it takes to get into the community. We have to love the people. Love your community. Get involved. Some of you guys are really involved. You're, you're doing it. Well, others, you know, we're just, we're just driving over here. But, but where you work, where you go to school, wherever there's people, there's ministry, there's opportunity, I'm saying this is, this is where it gets fun. And my wife, she had an episode this week where she ended up praying with someone. And that don't always happen, but that was more of a recommitment. You know, Jesus was a friend to what? Sinners. What does that mean? Jesus didn't put people out. Jesus didn't say they weren't good enough. The fact of the matter is, Jesus came for all people. In or out. No matter what they look like. No matter what the color. No matter what the background. Jesus died for all. And for whosoever will believe. You think about the patience of our Lord. Thank God for his patience. I'm going to glad God is patient with you. Amen. And so if he's patient with you or us, help me to be patient with others. Help me to give God time to work. Help me to be consistent in my prayer lives so that I just don't try to make it happen. But it's God, the Spirit, that is moving. It is God, the Spirit, that convinces people that they need Jesus. The very fact that we can believe on the Lord is the work of the Holy Spirit. And as we yield to him, it only gets better and better. Oh, we might go through the fire. Oh, yes, we may experience ups and downs when we switch camps. The devil is mad. Oh, my goodness. And we can almost expect a retaliation. Oh, he's going to just try to get us back. He's going to try to do things that will trip you up and try to get you confused. That, you know, living for yourself was much easier. But no, 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 no. Can you say that real fast with me? No, 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 no. Say it again. No, 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 no. Cody, my son. We were loading firewood the other day. And he'll come up with these songs he, he remembers from childhood. God, what do you say? It's not, um, what's the scare about the boogie? God is bigger than the boogie, man. He used to sing that. God is bigger than the boogie, man. I was going, oh, man. But it's true, the boogie, man, the devil, the evil one. I believe our children 
can experience salvation in their youth, even as a child. We don't have to know all the scripture. All we need to know is Jesus saves me. Come to save me. Because I can't save myself. I can never live good enough. I can never be perfect enough. I can never, never, never. I always fall short. And the Lord is saying, I came to this earth. I walked on the earth. I lived among humans, people. I experienced pain. I experienced rejection. I experienced abandonment. And I experienced the cross. But I overcame death through the power of God. And I rose again. And because I rose again, I conquered death. I conquered what sin produces, which is death. And Jesus Christ comes to give us life. Number one, it was his, it was his idea. Number two, it's for all people everywhere. And number three, God himself came to. God himself came down. God left the splendor of heaven. God left the glory of glories and came into our skin, so to speak, came into humanity, and yet he remains God, and he is tempted. The Bible said he was tempted in all things. Yet without sin. Hebrews 2.18, For since he himself was tempted in that which he was, has suffered, he is able to come to the aid of those who are tempted. There's nothing you can't tell Jesus. There's nothing you can't talk to Jesus about that he don't understand. He understands every temptation known to man, period. He understands your thoughts from afar. He understands when you're up and when you're down. He understands when you're sort of kind of mediocre. He understands. He has you in his view. And he is the greatest high priest. Why? Because he is understanding what it is, what it means, what it's like to live in this world. He created the earth. Interesting enough, the tree that was used to build or make the cross was created by the Son of God, Jesus. The rocks that were hewn out for it to place his body in the womb was created by the King of Kings, by the Lord Jesus. His hand is not too short, Isaiah says that. Coming up, I think. Maybe we all read it through it. But it says also, at the same time, it says, this hand is not this short, but your sins have separated. He's talking to a, the nation of Israel at the time of their rebellion and of their rejection of God. God's heart is to seek and to save. Why was Jonah so mad when God saved Nineveh? I know. I think. I think Jonah had it. He had it. He had it out for. He had it out for. He, 
He didn't like those people. He had an attitude. Why did God choose Jonah to go to Nineveh and proclaim the things of God and save them? God uses ordinary people, imperfect people. God uses people that were he's called to bring glory and honor to himself. He uses people that you wouldn't expect. God used, and he will use children to pray the prayer of faith. I believe God for healing. God is not partial to one or any other. God is just simply looking for hearts in whom he can fill. God is looking for someone today that will say, I want to be a part of the plan that you have. I want to be a part of the heaven that is yet to come. I want to be a part of the purpose and the reason that I exist is that we might be a witness. Verse 14, the text reads the word, John's Gospel 1.14, and the word became flesh. The word is Jesus and dwelt among us and we saw his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness, verse 15, and cried out, saying, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me has a higher rank. John, as I said earlier, knew how to get out of the way and let go and let God. None of us can take the place of Jesus. No man, no nothing on this earth can even come close to the value of who Jesus is. Verse 16, For of his fullness we have all received in grace upon grace, for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. What is he saying? We had the law. But if the law was not able to change our heart, the law was not able to do what Jesus has Jesus completed the law. Jesus made, makes the law possible. The law no longer has, we're not in slavery with God, not in slavery with bondages. We've been set free by the power of Jesus. And my prayer today is that you your entire household will have the salvation of the Lord. Salvation will be in your family. Salvation to your entire household. Your whole family will be in heaven. That's my prayer. That should be our prayer. That all our families, every everyone that we can think of that is connected, that's where our witness starts. I mean, you know that's going to be scary. Family members, sometimes, ooh, do I say anything? Sometimes you can say something, but let me just share 
But all it has to do with how you accept them where they are first. Let Jesus rub off through you. Let Jesus rub off. Just love them. Just embrace them. Pray for them. Lead the way. And let God. Salvation is purchased already. If any man is in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, he is a new creature. A new creature, a new creation, a new... What is going on here? We come to Christ, we, we are... It's a, a recreation. We're made new again. We're, we're brought to a place where we, he wants us to be. We're, we're changed. We're, we're different. We're, we're brought to realization of who he is. New things have come. New things have come. Things that you thought you'd, well, what's the big deal? What's the big purpose? Things that all of a sudden weren't important before become important. Things that, like giving and things like praying for people, praying for someone else other than your own, praying for needs, praying for God to move and be merciful. Our world, greatest need right now is Jesus. Our family, our community, greatest need is Jesus. Unless Jesus is in the house, we cannot be complete. We can only pretend to be happy. Without Jesus, it's empty. There's a missing link. But with Jesus, there is fullness. There is completeness. As you close your eyes, just bow your hearts for a moment. I want to just pray this prayer. We're here today, Lord. Some of us have known you many years. Others were just maybe getting started. I pray right now that you will be made real. And Lord, wherever we're at, whether it's the first time of saying yes to Jesus or it's another many, many, many times, we'll put the two together. Either... We're accepting Jesus for the first time or we're recommitting. We pray this prayer, Lord Jesus, I cannot save myself, but I believe you've come to save me and I accept you. I believe in you, what you've done on the cross, what you've, you've given for my salvation. Accept, help me, Lord, to keep you in my heart. Lord, it's a new beginning. We can have a new beginning every day with you. May this be a day. May this be the season. Maybe to recommit. Take a stand for you. We pray for our entire households. For salvation to be, be a part. To come and bring us together. Make us one in Jesus' name. Amen. Believe that prayer, pray that prayer. From time to time, it's nothing wrong. Recommitting.